so let me, be, let me let me take that as a starting point and and say uh, as I have now started to say, uh, you know there is no egg in eggplant, <laughs> there is no psycho in psychotherapy, and there is no therapy in psychotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise everything is very clear about it. <laughs> well, so what is it? Obviously, it is something deeply philosophical, uh, moral, cosmological, if you like, in, in your terms. Uh, but in more simple terms, it is a human relationship. Now, so what can be good or bad about a human relationship? So what is, in a sense, quotes called psychotherapy? Well, uh, partly perhaps because uh, I became a psychiatrist and uh, I was interested in becoming a, a doctor, a physician, and so became a psychiatrist, psychoanalyst, uh, and actually for other reasons, because uh, as I said uh, long ago, for perhaps personal, political, the way I grew up, where, when I grew up, where I grew up, uh, it seemed to me that the worst thing about uh, the field is that it has become uh, that the two diametrically opposite activities of voluntary personal help, call it what you will, has become confused and conflated with the most obvious and unashamed coercion of people. And this is all called therapy. Uh, from the simplest case of, of people who are convicted of DWI being ordered for some kind of uh, therapy, to uh, obese people being ordered to lose weight, to uh, uh, so-called outpatient commitment, uh, so-called mental patients having to take psychiatric drugs. Uh, originally, of course, the whole idea of locking people up because they want to kill themselves or because they are depressed or because they are, quote, psychotic. Uh, it always seemed to me, don't you have a civil right to be psychotic? I mean, what's psychotic? A person has delusions. He says, I am Jesus. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> so, it's a, so it's a lie so people are lying all the time <laughs> but people are in fact locked up for this because they have what are the two cardinal symptoms for which involuntary so called psychotherapy is invoked hallucination and delusion a hallucination is hearing voices in psychiatry. In my language, it's talking to yourself. Obviously, if you hear somebody's voice and nobody's talking to you, there is only one person you can hear, and that's yourself. <laughs> you don't have to know any neurophysiology for this. <laughs> now, it so happens that after a while, neurophysiologists are going to prove all the psychiatric delusions because, you know, when psychiatrists have theories, they are not called delusions, they are called theories. <laughs> so one of their delusions is that, you know, when somebody says God is talking to me, that God is talking to him. So we're going to measure his neurophysiology and so on and see what is activated. And obviously his hearing, so his hearing, the part of the brain that has to do with hearing, is going to be activated. Well, what do you think they found? The part of the brain that's activated has to do with speaking. Speaking. 
Well, it's obvious he's speaking to himself. Now, long before people have measured, actually, put uh, uh, electrodes in, the, in this area, and they found that actually the, it's, a, it's so-called silent speech, that people who hallucinate are speaking to themselves. Well, if nobody is talking to you, why shouldn't you be talking to yourself? Speaking to yourself, it seems to me, is a linguistic equivalent of masturbation. <laughs> but for these people, get locked up. <laughs> and, and this is called therapy. This is, in fact, the model of therapy. Now, the other thing for which people get locked up, I really don't want to spend a great deal of time on this, is the delusion. Now, a delusion, of course, is any religion you don't believe in. Or any political system you don't believe in. Now, the other thing to which I object to is, besides coercion, obviously anything that's coercive in the name of therapy I object to because I only think the only people who should be coerced, in plain English punished, are people who have been properly convicted of a crime within a reasonable judicial system. So let's exclude all that. Which, by the way, in my opinion, if all that were excluded, the psychotherapy, the psychiatric profession, as we now know it, would disappear. There would remain what we used to call the cure of souls. That will never disappear. But if it's a cure of souls, then what we all should object to, and not because of what the drug companies do or what anybody else does, but the idea that the therapist should be treating this with drugs. Because if your soul suffers, if you're a Lady Macbeth or a Hamlet, you're not going to be cured by drugs. At the same time, if you have any sense for civil rights and human rights, then you must condone the idea that this person ought to be able to treat his own mental pain by a sweet, oblivious antidote. That's from Shakespeare. And that is to say, drink alcohol and make himself drunk, or opium or any other drug that he thinks will help him. That's called self-medication. That, of course, is a, itself a mental illness now, called substance abuse. <laughs> drug, <a> drug abuse. <laughs> that is a direct descendant of self-abuse also, otherwise known as masturbation. If, we had, if this meeting were held 100 years ago, every other panel would have been on masturbation. Chaired by Sigmund Freud, who went to his grave believing that this was a terrible mental illness or symptom of mental illness. Now we are laughing at this. I think virtually everything that is now going on, especially in psychiatry, is equally ridiculous. And it is <laughs> it's equally ridiculous. So... Uh, uh, let me end on sort of meditating on something which, of course, is something dear to your heart, Jim, and you really not know much more about this than I do. And that is, although you didn't mention this this morning, and that is that obviously the soul suffers. Everyone's soul suffers, uh, at least some of the time. Uh, some people's soul suffer a great deal of the time. And what is the best way of curing this? It seems to me that, we, again, this is temperamental, but the best way to cure this is by yourself. 
Now by yourself doesn't mean in a vacuum, it means thinking, it means reading, it means being with people who maybe who are supportive of you being as you are without wanting to change you. In other words, back to your exam, wonderful example of a catastrophe happens and these what I call ugly meddlers descend on you, the so-called grief counselors, they ought to be prohibited by law. <laughs> because they are par excellence involuntary. If your family is wiped out, if you are sitting, uh, uh, let's say, in Chicago and your wife and two children are wiped out in a plane crash, the last thing you want to do is talk to some idiotic stranger that the government sent you. You know, we are from the government, we are here to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 